Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Hey, nerds. Welcome to another episode of Disorganized Religion. I know it's been a while. I'm sorry. Homeschooling kids is awful. Uh, but you know what? It's all, it's all handled now, and I'm here. I am here. Seth Lawrence, the host, as always. That's me. This week, I'm joined by the fantastic, the dashing, the mighty Zach Stein. Thank you for me? joining us, Zach. Nope. Thanks for having me, Seth. Yeah, man. So how you been? How you been over quarantine? Uh, you know, it's been like... Uh... A little bit of roller coaster time, like mostly good, though, or you know, not good. Like, there's been a lot of <laughs> bad stuff that makes you not happy. Sure. But in my own personal life, not so bad. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, what has kept you? You're in LA still. Mm-hmm. What has kept you in LA? Because there's lots of people sort of taking off, you know? They're leaving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I could maybe leave. But uh, I, I just got a little bit of false hope that, like, comedy is going to start coming back. I just did yeah. some, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing what I want to do. With com- as far as comedy goes, I'm going to do uh, shows when I've got them. I just did yeah. a couple in Arizona with, uh, oh, nice. two of my, with some of my friends at, like, the Tempe Improv and yeah. Phoenix Stand-Up Live. That was awesome. It felt oh, very nice to go back to stand-up. Yeah, that's great. So had that been your first sort of live sets in like what, six months or? Um, first like indoor live set. I had done uh, one other show that uh, uh, Al Kahidri hosts at UCLA on the mm-hmm. steps there. And that was a lot of fun. That oh, was a cool. really good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, oh. but you know, it was also like an outdoor set, you know, it was a great, t- yeah, it was a great show and everything, but it was just, yeah, it was really cool to get back, to just do, do it in a way that you're used to and stuff. Yeah. Now, are you doing the Zoom shows or just indoor, outdoor shows? I did one Zoom show. Yeah. I'm not seeking them out in particular. <laughs> and oh, then, no? Um, I'm, I'm a little, I think that I'm sure, I think I, I would do them, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't uh, feel like a strong desire to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And, what have and you been doing? You man, mostly Zoom shows. If I'm doing stand up, it's mostly been Zoom. Uh, nice. Yeah, I have not. You're homeschooling, uh, right? I'm homeschooling the kids, but I've also not graduated to your level, Zach. I'm not. I'm not being called into the Tempe, Arizona improvs. You know, I'm not either. Uh, Two other guys were, and they were nice enough to bring me along. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm not connected. I'm not connected the way that Zach Stein is. Uh, so, but you deserve. Huh. Yeah, I need yeah, to hang yeah, out no, with you more. And you deserve those spots, though, is the thing. It's not, you know, it's not like these guys are just doing you a crazy favor. You deserve to be up me. there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, mostly Zoom stuff. Um, and then this. And then this, you know, when I can get uh, when I can get some free evenings uh, and we're not traveling outside of L.A. to escape the terrible air quality. Um, yeah that was not is it, is it good again it was like kind of back to moderate and then i stopped checking yeah yeah i think it's still kind of hovering around moderate but um 
I live near the, uh, what, the Bobcat fire, not super close, but close enough to where it's mm-hmm. affecting the air quality a bit. And thankfully they have gotten that mostly contained. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully the air continues to improve as we get into a little bit cooler temperatures, which will also, also be nice. Uh, it has been so hot out here. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, how long have you been doing stand up, Zach? About eight years. Okay. Did you start in LA or have you been doing it? No, all I, started in, uh, I started in Michigan in the uh, like Detroit area. I did my first four years probably there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and that was like a great scene. It was, um, yeah, it was really, when I first got there, when I first started, I was, I don't know. I thought you kind of just like did stand up and then you could get on TV pretty quick and stuff. I really had no clue how it worked. I yeah. was doing, yeah, yeah, but I was just doing like one every two months for a while, and then I really like kind of got ingrained in it, and that scene grew into kind of this like a bunch of like the club scene was always really good, but uh, yeah. then like the yeah. like bar shows with like crowd, you know, crowds of fifty to hundred, you get a little money, you get to do a lot of time. So yeah, that, yeah, that, and we were all tight and stuff. That was fun. Yeah, so is that open mic scene? I mean, I've I've talked to some other guys who have started kind of in like Texas or or you know mm-hmm. some who started in Arizona, and the open mic scene in Arizona versus LA totally different. It seems like. Oh yeah. Uh, same. Hmm. I've done a few different places now, um, and I'd say outside of LA and New York and a little bit of Chicago, most places are a lot more fun to do stand up than LA. Like, really. Yeah, you're gonna get a crowd, like an actual crowd of people at an open mic. Oh sure. Um, yeah, like the it's you know easier to get booked on. There's a lot. There's a lot less feeling of competition. Probably you know that, that's mm. it's a little easier to you know just like yeah. have have a good time and all that stuff. But uh, and then but like it was a good place to get better too. There were strong comics. I mean. Um, Around the same time I came out was uh, like Ron Taylor, who's done great. He's um, a paid regular at the comedy store. Brad Wenzel, who's done like coming in a handful of times. Yeah, so, like, all these, like all these. Yeah, like, it was it was a really strong scene. So it was good in that sense of like you know you want it was competitive in the you wanted to do better. Like guys were getting huge laughs, and you wanted to like you know also be yeah. getting huge laughs or more so if you could. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was uh, yeah. Really gotcha. good place to like, uh, and I think it's good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think it's fun to develop somewhere else because, like, you know, you got to end up in LA or New York, and I think region can kind of like influence, and then what the comics do around can kind of influence how you come up in a lot of ways. And you don't sure. want everyone coming up in the same place and having the same kind of point of view and like hearing all those same things. So I, th- I think yeah. it's not. They're definitely that you can start here and do great, but I, you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Hmm. So what, what, what inspired you to make the move to LA as opposed to just staying in New York? Oh, no, I was in Michigan. Uh, oh, I thought you I said you kind of moved around in New York and then Chicago and then. Oh no, I've just LA. done, I've done, Chicago I was in for like two months and oh, I see. Uh, then and New York, just like a week and stuff. And then just having friends there. And it just seems very similar to Got here it. in the sense that, and what I did, the open mics, 
you know, no crowd. Just yeah. are those yeah. all your degrees? You can say whatever you want, but yeah, these are these are some of my degrees, man. Wow, look at how in debt I am. <laughs> crazy, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you've I'm done impressed. kind of short stints in Chicago, New York. So what was what was the move from Michigan to LA? Why not Michigan to New York, or why not you know permanently? Purely because of the weather. Yeah, yeah. That's... There wasn't. I kind of liked. Like, in theory, I like New York a little more, mm-hmm. but not, like, a ton more. And then it was fucking, or, yeah, the ocean and sunshine all year <laughs> round. I hate snow. I hate snow so much. Interesting. Was that because of Michigan or, like, yeah, you just got to do snow. it every, huh? Why? Why? Uh, it's cold. You... you get your hands in it. They're all red and it hurts and stuff. Like, it looks yeah. pretty, but then it's just a pain in the and melts is all slushy. Ice is slippery. I hate snow sports. I want water skiing uh, and wakeboarding any day over skiing, skiing and, snowboarding. and snowboarding. Sure, gotcha. Okay. So, do you do surfing and stuff out here then? No, surfing I just hear is hard, and I don't want to fail for that long. Oh, yeah, like stand up, right? Why would you want to? <laughs> right. <laughs> for real, I, yeah. Why would oh, we do my, that? oh my gosh, that's great. So what what inspired you to start stand up in, in Michigan? Um I always you really had a, I I was always really into stand up. I wasn't like you know, I became way more of a stand up nerd, but I thought I was one and I was compared to like my friends. So I would watch like Comedy Central every night. I loved all yeah. you know, I'd watch all the half hours. I didn't really know anyone's names with the big guys, but I'd like listen to the album like Chris Rock, bigger and blacker was the first one I got. Cause like, yeah, that was the first stand up I ever got. Cause like, uh, no sex in the champagne was on MTV's Total Request Live with songs and everything for like a month. And then my brother got me this CD. I was about 11 years old. I just listened to it every night for like two years. And I just was up stand up coolest. And I always loved jokes. And then uh, it just didn't really seem like I didn't know how to approach it. It wasn't, you know, I was going to go to college. I went to college for a little, but I just uh, never was that passionate about what I was studying. It was like pre-law stuff. And yeah. I just started partying and all that stuff. And I'm like, eventually it was like, oh, this isn't going to work out. I'm kind of failing out here. Yeah. And because uh, I would just like sign up for classes mean to go and then just not go and then not even <laughs> unsign up for him i was going to get 0.0 and oh, uh, like, I had good grades in my first semester but yeah. uh yeah yeah, yeah. And i just blew it off and then it was like i would talk about doing stand-up i would write jokes and like i was in a fraternity and like i would uh, mm-hmm. like every night like <laughs> it's funny like you know you don't necessarily expect it but like uh they were like so encouraging and like uh yeah like would make me do jokes for them and then it was yeah. like yeah, and so finally it was like once college was like jigs up, this is over. I was like, all right, I guess I'll try this. And uh, one of my friends knew a guy who did open mics. He put me in contact. I called him up. There's a Joey's Comedy Club, uh, which is now shut down, uh, which is closed. Not for yeah. Corona, just ran before on that. A before while that, ago. Yeah. yeah, just standard. No one goes to comedy clubs type of stuff. Sure. Um, 
call him up. I was 20 years old. I'm 31 now. So I started about 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I stopped for like you know, a little over a year. And then the first uh-huh. year and a half, I would go to a mic every two months. So I don't really count it. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. I call, I call up. Uh, I'm like, hey, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I won't drink or anything. I come in. And I'm like, nah, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> and then, uh, so that yeah. just went with a fake ID. Oh, and, gotcha. Uh, All right. Yeah. I called yeah. back like 10 minutes later from a different phone and made a reservation. Just <laughs> like, I'm getting in. I'm the, getting in one way or the uh, other. You're just getting, yeah, you're getting yeah. in one way or the other. I wrote the jokes. And I'm like, it was one of those where I'm like, I thought I felt like I crushed because like uh, 30 of the guys from the frat like drove like two hours to come to oh, the, man. the show and stuff yeah they so, were really know, they supportive were all, yeah and then um but luckily there's this guy who's he's out here now he's really funny uh matt, McC- matt mcclowry and he went mm. up and just destroyed and it was so good and i'm and i'm like oh yeah i, I, I kind of <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was good to you know i didn't ride the high for too long where I, right where, right that's what we all need we all need sort of a high and then to immediately be humbled yeah, yeah. The humbling's the best, but that yeah. We would all suck if we never got humbled and or thought we sucked. Yeah, or at least recognized recognize the the humbling effect, you know, and mm-hmm. try to improve. Cuz I think there's yeah. some of us I think there's some of us out there that have bad sets but refuse to acknowledge that it was a bad set. Oh, 100%. I'm sure I've been guilty of it. Yeah. Um but uh yeah. Oh, definitely. And uh, it's the funniest thing I think is when people, uh, I don't even know if they think they had a good set, but they're like, you know, you'll watch them just bomb and get yeah. like no ass. And then they go sure. on Instagram and they're like, just killed at the uh, Hollywood <laughs> improv. And it's like, it's a lie. But, like 30 people watched you bomb. A thousand people saw you say you crushed. Like right. that's the reality. You know? Right. It's unfortunate. So, well, and I've yeah. seen I've seen comedians at the comedy store go from being on potluck to mm-hmm. kill Tony when all of that was happening in the comedy store. And right. uh I, I learned very quickly the first question you ask someone, if they ask you how'd your set go, you say, mm-hmm. Were you in the room? And if they <laughs> say funny. no, then you say, I killed. I killed. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's smart. Uh, and I saw that happen quite a few times when I was in the room and I thought, well, you probably did okay. I wouldn't go with crushed or killed, but you know, you didn't yeah. bomb, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of salesmanship that goes into stand up. I've realized a lot of self promoting yeah, that has yeah. to happen. Every job is salesmanship. It sucks. I want there to be, I just want to do, I would rather not do the sales part, except on stage, you know, that's a little salesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part I like. But that's the part you're supposed to be, you know, selling something, right? Some persona, uh, selling a joke, something like that. Yeah. The one lesson like that I learned is uh, when someone says good set, just to say thank you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't argue that it wasn't a good set. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you thought so. about seven years. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. So are you doing acting stuff, too, or are you focusing just on stand-up? Because L.A. is sort of the, the land of everything. Yeah, it's the land of everything. I'm, you know, I submit to auditions and stuff. And like any of my, like when my friends make things, like I, uh, 
did one sketch with Jackson Banks and we're like working on another one. I think he's super talented. So that's, and yeah. we work well together. So yeah, like definitely. And I like doing that stuff, but like the whole submitting and audition process, I detest. So I'm probably pretty lazy about it. As a <laughs> you result. kind of put that off a little bit. Yeah. I'm doing the, I'm uh, going to do the, uh, the start a podcast myself soon. Nice. But, yeah. Um, good. Yeah. I got a person we're working on. We're just working on the first few episodes now. Sure. Uh, sure. But you know, you guys like, yeah, you it's just silly to just do stand up right now. It's like, yeah. And yeah, I mean, podcasting is so synonymous with it, like with it now too. It's like, and it's a great avenue for comics. It's way better than acting. On the whole, I, think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, it's also arguably, it is improv. There's a little bit of improv that goes into mm-hmm. it because you're just having conversation, but there's not as much, I guess, pressure to be funny. You know, you can just be yeah. yourself, which is nice. Absolutely. Uh, so what do you like most about stand-up? Um, just you know doing really well in front of a crowd i've honestly on the show at the tempe improv man they were just so because like whatever you want to say about if they should have been out if they shouldn't have been out if you're out you're there to have a good time right yeah yeah just top to bottom it was so good they just like laughed hard at everything i was like i couldn't stop smiling for like hours after oh that's great I was like getting, I was like chilling, doing okay, and like doing pretty well and stuff, working on other things. But yeah. it's like that level of joy. It's like I just did, it, it didn't <laughs> exist during quarantine. Right. Yeah. So, that. so were people masked up at the club or was it yeah, mostly yeah. like, yeah? Although, you know, food and drink, then they don't have to right. be. It, you know, right. it wasn't. <laughs> so it felt wasn't, and looked pretty normal then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're spread out more. It was, you know, it's it sure. seats. It seats normally like five hundred. They would have taken like two twenty or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Ended up being like a hundred. But uh, yeah, that's still. I mean, that's in a nice but, room. That's got to feel super full. Definitely, and it's well designed room too. So it's yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, that's so, great. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, a woman come up to me after, and I've never had this before. And she's she, she's like, you're so funny and you're so sexy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've never gotten that from my stand-up. I feel like a lot of times my stand-up repulses women. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So did you get, you get her number or was she there? Was she no, married? We went, she you know, I thought they were going to. There was like an outdoor patio bar after where some people, I thought she was, and then she was just gone, you know. Oh, but it was unbelievable. Just, yeah, just being told. I mean, I, yeah. what was I going to do with the number of, in right. Arizona? Right. I mean, it's not that long of a drive, though. But yeah, no, it's true. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that's perfect. So are you from Michigan or are you from yeah. somewhere else? From Michigan. Uh, gotcha. And what what uh, was your family religious at all or or no? Um, I grew up with Judaism, uh, okay. like, like going to synagogue just on the high holidays. Um, okay. Both holidays. My mom's Catholic. And so, mm-hmm. like, we would, and we have a big, my mom's side of the family is really big. Like, uh, yeah. Lebanese Catholic guy, like, she's got, like, 13 brothers and sisters, all with a bunch of kids and stuff. Like, the yeah. Christmas party is, like, 120 people, and it's all family. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so, yeah, we would do, like, big Christmas, big Easter, all that stuff. And then just go to synagogue and uh, whatever on Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. 
yeah. all that jazz, celebrate Hanukkah, get two sets of gifts. <laughs> That's great. I mean, but I have to ask though, because I thought Judaism passed through the maternal line. So, yeah. so are you really Jewish or are you not, Zach? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, hopefully uh, the Nazis see it that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I hope they don't I, come I, into power. I, I hope that doesn't matter. You me know? too. I, but yeah, that's my been always been my thought. I was just raised it because that's my dad. You know, got it. Uh, yeah. When I, when I, you know, when I turned eighteen, I'm and I was, he's like, I was like, do you really like really do you strongly believe in this stuff? He's like, nah. But I just thought it was the right <laughs> thing to have you grow up with. It. Sure. Because um, I was like, I don't really, I just don't really buy it. You know, I was like telling him that it wasn't really yeah. for me, and then to find out, like, yeah, I, I, and I was kind of suspected it. Uh, yeah, but I think yeah. it was also important to his mom, uh, my grandmother, who's a very who was a very wonderful lady. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So were either but, uh, of your parents very religious, or was your dad sort of kind of Jewish but apathetic, and your mom was also Catholic but apathetic? Or yeah, I think both of them pretty yeah. apathetic. Yeah, but kind of but wanted like, to give uh, you kids like a good foundation in in their religious upbringing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure back then they're like, if your kid doesn't have God, they're gonna like, you know, be a punk rocker. Sure, a, which which is pretty terrible. I mean, that's the way that's the way everyone in my hometown feels. Still, still to this day. Do I, do yeah. you know? Did I tell you? Do you do you know Yom Kippur is pretty much right? I mean, I have a general idea that it's a Jewish holiday and it's a holiday of fasting, right? Yes. All right, one second. Oh, before that, though. But yeah, the, I say because I don't even really buy into the religion. But the main reason I identify as Jewish still is because of the Nazi thing. They don't care about the mom thing. If people ever start like <laughs> rounding up the Jews, then it's like you're there. You're there. Yeah. With the so Stein. it's like whatever. I'm a Jew. If you, you know. Right. You right. Right. Just, if you, yeah, they would just shut I up. See. I stop. I wouldn't feel the need to do it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Yom Kippur is the holy, the holy of holies, as my dad calls it. It's like it's Easter. It would be Easter for uh, Christianity, I would uh-huh. guess. And so it's you, you know, it's you repent for your sins uh, by fasting for twenty four hours, no eating, no water. Just did that yeah. recently, and then um, you know, and you gotta go to synagogue and pray, and all the pra- all the prayers aren't in English. It's really boring, right? And, uh, They're in Yiddish, but, right? Yeah, uh, Hebrew. Hebrew, um, got it. Yeah. So 12 years old, there, yeah, it's two different languages. I don't really get why, but um, <laughs> well, Yiddish, is way, Yiddish is way funnier. Um, sure, of course, of course. Uh, for sure. Um, but so, yeah, so I'm 12 years old. Me and my friends sneak out as we often do mm-hmm. and um, are wandering around. And uh, I don't know, one thing leads to another. And I, I ended up throwing <laughs> a brick through a glass door at my synagogue on Yom Kippur. <laughs> On the Day of Atonement, unbelievable. On the Day of Atonement, yeah. But before it was over, you know, I still had time to uh, <laughs> to, to figure that one out. <laughs> to complete the fast. I mean, maybe you were just hangry if you were fasting. <laughs> yeah, really. You're not supposed. Yeah, not supposed to do the part of misfaced, but for whatever reason, I started at like eight. Just, I, I thought it was fun. I don't want Man. to. But yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, with the, we, there was like a playroom with some crackers in it, and we were like, that, but like kids being like, let's click the lock. And then we're like, that didn't work. And then uh, we as we saw a ladder, tried to ram that through, and then I picked up a brick, and of course, uh, I'm the one to throw it. <laughs> of course. Of course. And you one are. of the kids pulled on me because he was afraid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. That he, told, he didn't tell me until like four years later that he told that he was the one that ratted you out. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you found his house and threw a brick through his window. <laughs> yeah, Straight perfect. 
That's perfect. So do you, do you identify uh, religiously as Catholic or Jewish, or is it more of a cultural thing for you at this point? More of a cultural. I don't really, for me, it's like I believe in, like I can't not, I can't be atheist. Like I just mm. don't. Because for me, part of it's like all this, the, any book that's like our God is a thing. It's like he's unimaginable. So it's not like you get good enough at science and you get him. It's like, it's kind uh, of a loophole, but it's like, we're never, yeah. we're not, yeah, you can't prove it, but it yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not there. But right, like, I feel right. like chances are any religion is wrong. And it's like, you see, <laughs> you know, you see guys like, uh, you know, t- like the, like guys who do like the Muslim terrorists and stuff. It's like those guys yeah. believe in their God way more than I ever believed in mine. How could I be like, there's, <laughs> there's no, no way. How could that be? Like it's, you sure. know, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I don't get how I, I get like believing in the concept of God, like whether it's a guy or like particles or whatever the hell, but like right. uh, for me, yeah. But uh, for me, yeah, I can't just like be like, it's definitely this thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, do you feel like part of that is from this dual upbringing where you're taught about Jesus Christ as the savior in the Catholic tradition, and then you're taught, you know, Jesus was a rabbi at best in the Jewish <laughs> faith. And so, um, you know, God is sort of, I, I don't know, I would be confused as a kid growing up with yeah. these two pretty different ideas of God. I didn't have much Christ in my life. Like my mom didn't really go to, like she would go to the church every now and then, uh, but mm. like she didn't uh bring us every time um i had like a babysitter who was like uh was always like always around and like we would uh stay out of her place sometimes and she would take us to church on sundays sometimes hmm. and you know we just like the communion and but uh no yeah. really it was and synagogue and sunday school and all that was just like another opportunity for me to like stir up with my friends i was always getting kicked out and stuff and so <laughs> gotcha all right so it yeah, never really connected yeah. with you at any level yes yeah, Santa, like you know catching like figuring out santa mm. and i felt like I, after that it was like okay I, I was like there's probably there's god i'm sure i believe in everyone around me was jewish you know there was a lot of jews yeah. in my area and stuff so it was like yeah sure but uh it was i there wasn't any element of like fear of like uh you know um god's Judgment. gonna punish yeah. me i never had that gotcha Gotcha. Did you ever have an idea of what God would be, or was it always just too nebulous for you? No, I mean, as a kid, I, you know, I imagine guy in the clouds, beard, mm-hmm. naked. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we believe robes, you know, nothing under the robe, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay. Uh, and, and so now where do you stand on, are you, are you still sort of not atheist, but there's no one real true religion on the earth or where do you stand now with religion and spirituality? I just think, um, I'm not, uh, not atheist. I even kind of lean towards God, uh, mm-hmm. existing, but, um, yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I, I don't see how I could ever arrive at a conclusion. So I guess agnostic. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, fair enough. Which is good because I I feel like the mystery is nice, you know. It, it, like it's it's because yeah. if, if the answer is atheism, I would I would be the most miserable 
thing ever to me. Like, if there's yeah. just nothing, right. like, it, it would... Because, you know, you I, I fear all the time that this is all meaningless. And, uh, sure. You know, yeah. So, it's, at least without with not knowing, it's like, well, create, you know, create a meaning based on what's important to you and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, that's got to be pretty liberating. Um, man, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the atheists that are happy about being atheists that yeah, is not yeah it's like, they're like nothing's real nothing matters with a smile on their face i'm like do you understand no. what the f you're saying <laughs> are you a sociopath <laughs> i don't get that how could you be happy about that yeah. yeah i don't get it i don't get it so they think i'm stupid for believing in a god and for believing this guy joseph smith translated gold plates but i also think they're stupid for not believing in anything you know and still mm -hmm. being happy about it. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. to me. Oh my goodness. So do my, you find, yeah, go ahead. My view on Mormonism is mostly based on that one episode of South Park. Sure, then, very, very popular episode of South Park. <laughs> yeah, and the Book of Mormon, the musical I saw twice. <laughs> right, and but, I've listened to a lot of that music, but I haven't seen the musical yet. It was supposed to hit uh, Pasadena, uh, theater in Pasadena, right before the pandemic hit oh, brutal. and then the pandemic hit and i think they had to cancel the whole show because yeah know. i had listened to the soundtrack before i saw it and it wasn't exactly as i imagined it like really like the mm. plot was like different than like kind of how i felt in the blank so i think it was definitely even worth seeing even yeah without, yeah i do you know, i do want music. to see it uh and i like matt stone trey parker i think they do a decent job of dealing with my faith as kind of the sweet younger sibling you know it's like oh they're so cute they're not harmful but they're just kind of ignorant of the way things are and i'm okay do with that any, yeah do you have any critiques of uh, how they've looked at it um i mean i think i think i i enjoy the way they portray it in the south park series mm -hmm. better than what i've heard about the book of mormon musical um because they deal with some different issues in the Book of Mormon musical that are, I think, just as important, right? There's a lot of kind of, I don't know, anytime you deal with religion, there's a superiority complex, I feel like, right? Where, or like this kind of colonization feel where it's, you know, we understand God and we're coming to you heathens uh, with, with the right idea of God and we're going to save yeah. you. And they highlight that in Book of Mormon musical with these guys going to Africa, right? Which is like how much, how much more stark can you get than white guys teaching African people about God? Yeah. Uh, in, in South Park, it's more like, you know, I, I think kind of the friendly, like Flanders, like the way Simpsons deals with Flanders yeah, totally. a lot. And I'm okay with that. Like, that doesn't bother me. But when you start getting into the colonization stuff, I don't know if it's like hitting true, you know, that bothers me more or if it's like, well, they don't, you know, you don't like, you clearly don't believe my religion. So why would you portray it in this way? But I understand, you know, they're dealing with a general audience and that is the way we are perceived by most of the world. So, you know, and it's not like we're apologetic about believing that our faith is the one true faith. Totally. So I, yeah. I didn't even know Mormons existed until that episode of South Park. <laughs> Is I that right? <laughs> yeah. There were none in Michigan, huh? None that bothered uh -huh. you or your family and your... No, no. I mean, Jewish... maybe like 
Yeah, maybe they'd show up at the door, but I don't, I don't recall it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like as as a Latter-day Saint, I feel of my people like we are Jews 2.0. That's the way I portray <laughs> it to people. Yeah. Because we're like the second chosen. We're the we're the second born after uh, okay. the first born kind of messed up. That's, you know, Got the callous well, way to put it. What's the what are the Christians in the sandwich of chosenness? <laughs> they are, I think, the the siblings that that uh kind of heard, but but kind of, you know, they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. Uh, okay. They're the they're the totally lost. No, I don't know. I mean, they listen, but they didn't hear. Right. Exactly. Exactly. See, at least with at least with Jews, they know what they believe, and it's just wrong. That's fine. But <laughs> with with a lot of Christians that are not my brand of Christianity, mm-hmm. they hear it, but they also believe like that we are one hundred percent incorrect. You know. And that's the good thing. Me and you, we agree about every religion except Mormonism. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine and that's okay well, yeah let's just talk about the other ones yeah exactly <laughs> exactly those idiots um i don't know i also think it's funny being in la talking to people about religion because you know i've talked to people who like believe in crystals who believe <laughs> like in the universe and horoscopes and it's oh, like yeah. how how is what i believe any dumber than what you believe that's what i don't get why is it why is manifesting to the universe different than praying? It's the same thing. We're it doing like... the same thing. So I don't know, man. I don't know. So have you had any desire to re-seek out religion, like reconnect with kind of childhood aspects of your religion? More philosophy mm. than religion, really. I, I kind of want to just see how people approach that in like uh, in the educational setting but yeah. I, I i did look at i took you know i've looked into a few different religions and stuff but yeah sure. just the the we're right and you're wrong thing it's i don't know if that i just i feel i don't know if i can get sold on i hear buddhism's not that but moving to right. la and becoming a buddhist i i, I, I don't know i'd have to how cliche can you be, yeah. Zach? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Buddhism, from my understanding, is more about like you know living in the present. It's not getting locked up in the afterlife or anything like that. It's yeah, you know, focusing on the here and now, which I think a lot of uh, you know, like Christianity for sure could benefit from focusing on how we treat each other now. You know, totally. I, I also think it's ridiculous that people believe they're doing God's work by belittling gay people or by harassing those who are lgbtq you know like yeah no, I, I if <laughs> if we're all god's children why would god want you to be like harassing them <laughs> i don't think that yeah. makes sense that sounds that sounds very true to me yeah. it doesn't seem definitely doesn't seem very jesus maybe old testament <laughs> a little bit yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah. that's true so I don't do you too many, i don't see too many jewish people i'm sure like the yeah. orthodox and like the Hasidic might have their issues but i don't see too many jews uh there's no uh westboro baptist uh <laughs> synagogue <laughs> no i think and i think even for perhaps the more uh uh like the hasidic jews that they're sort of like hey we've been punished enough why would we bring that to other people you know, they'll find out on their own. 
Yeah, I'm sure I'm wrong, and someone's gonna be like, <laughs> "We get harassed by Hasidic Jews every day." <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I just don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know either. I haven't heard much about the mainstream in the mainstream media about Hasidic Jews bothering minority yeah, the only thing groups. I ever hear about is the the plane thing where they won't sit in the same row as a woman. Right. 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 But uh, yeah, That's- I mean. That seems annoying. Well, and I think, you know, even in my faith, there's uh, arguably some patriarchy that could be uh, over overruled, you know, or overturned, I guess. But I think a lot of it is also tied to the religious ideal uh, surrounding gender and gender roles. And so I imagine there's something similar in, in, you know, the Hasidic Jewish faith as well as to why maybe some like kind of crazy notion of 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 chastity or fidelity you know or something right. where it's like ah oh, we can't even be tempted or whatever i don't know yeah i also think we're we're better because uh like rabbis can bang <laughs> hey i mean makes, i i i think that's where a lot of the catholic faith loses me for sure is mm-hmm. this idea of celibacy for the for the priests no wonder yeah. you're having problems. I mean, yeah, especially what came with that. <laughs> yeah, geez, just crazy. So are you more, like, when you talk about being more philosophical about, you know, your your faith as a child? Uh, I mean, I was saying, I don't think I'm particularly philosophical. I, I do put some thought into it, but I, I, that's just where I would like to explore. If yeah, anywhere. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But would you want to explore a more Christian, a Christianity side, a Catholic side of God or, or, or that philosophy or a more, you know, Jewish philosophy of God? Neither, just the, just a, a greater, just, it could be like a, I don't care. I don't, I think of like, I want to explore the idea of God as just like a, a greater thing. I don't care what form oh, okay. it's in. I just, yes or no, kind of. Right, is, right, right. Yeah, what I want to, and I don't yeah. think you can, I don't think you're ever going to find an answer, but I do want to know, I, I would like to look at how, you know, smarter yeah. men a long time ago looked at it and stuff sure. and thought sure. about it. Well, I mean, I would beg to differ. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can come to an answer, Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll send you a couple friends they'll uh they'll give you a really special book it'll be great it'll be great Appreciate that. um oh my goodness i love it well are you ready are they you ready to mine. move they come with mine comp. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they'll come with that one i don't yeah, think so thank you uh That's no yeah um are you ready you ready to move to our final segment oh where yeah. you get to where you get to pepper me about what's mm-hmm. the What's the deal with Mormons, Zach Stein? What do you think? What All right, what's up? What's going on with you guys and black people? Oh man, uh, I, I mean, we love shaky history. Yeah, we love black people. We love them so much. Uh, now we certainly had our our uh, shakiness with them in the past. So the full, I guess, idea here, I assume what you're talking about is the priesthood and how those of African descent could not hold the priesthood. Yeah. Did they yeah. get a heaven or yeah, the planets, their own, do they not get their own planets either? No, they do. They do. They do. Oh, okay. uh, so as I guess there are kind of two answers to this question. And uh, one is is more of like a Mormon apologist. So if you were to go online and sign it, like search this out on your own, 
you'd obviously find the anti-Mormon, like Mormons are all racist and they were racist until they legally could no longer be racist anymore. Um, then there's the, like the flip side of like the Mormon apologist was just like, no, we weren't racist. A big part of us coming into the union when Utah wanted to be a state. And even when we were being driven from New York West was that our relation with African-American people put us in jeopardy if we were too nice to them as we moved West, right? right. Um, until we made it to Utah and then could become a state and then no other states wanted us to rock the boat on racial issues or on you know, overall, overall political issues. Um, Doesn't, don't they think that calls into question the rest of the religious text if you were, if it was able to be influenced uh, by political forces like that? I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, the, the real problem is there are some verses in the Book of Mormon that are not at all about African Americans, but they are totally about the early inhabitants of the American continent. Because my, my religion's belief is that the Book of Mormon tells the story of the early inhabitants of the American continent. All right. So some of them were of Jewish descent. They came from Jerusalem, fleeing Jerusalem, moved to the American continent. And some were people who were already here and are now, you know, the Native Americans, right? And there are some verses in the Book of Mormon that talk about the, some of these inhabitants being cursed with a darker skin. Oh boy, how do you get around that? I mean, geez, Louise. So I think, I think it's more of a convenience if you think about Old Testament God kind of being possessive about who were following him, you know, the Jews definitely had like this inside crowd aspect going on. And I think there might have been something similar going on for the early American, you know, believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, so there you go. As far as like those of African descent and the priesthood. Yeah, so our church uh, initially with Joseph Smith gave the priesthood to all worthy men, regardless of race, ethnicity, mm -hmm. whatever. And then as the church grew and uh, as we started moving into different states, uh, yeah, the, the church developed a policy where no, no man of African descent could hold the priesthood. And that lasted until, you know, 1975 or something, quite late, right. actually. And, and there's been no reason really why uh, people have hypothesized some really awful things like, oh, well, those of African descent descended from Cain. So it's a curse. It's a curse that God has finally lifted from those evil descendants of Cain. That's never been espoused by, you know, the mainstream faith. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think the real truth of the matter is there might have been some racism somewhere in the past with the faith, you know, with leaders in the faith. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so, but there might have been. I mean, the world was a different place in the, you know, 1800s. And uh, why it would take so long is, I think, a different question. And that part probably influenced by some you know, by some racism, just by some laziness. I think people weren't asking the right questions, you know? Um, anyhow, so yeah, that's the, that's, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, those are the press release. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. Okay. Um, Mary <laughs> Kill, Joseph Smith. <laughs> Can you do that? Uh. <laughs>
Ghost uh, I mean, not really. How about how about Mary okay. Mary Kiss Kill? How about that? Okay, Mary Kiss Kill. Yeah. Joseph Smith. Okay. Uh, Moroni. Okay. And uh, Brigham Young. All right. As as a as a woman, I would have to get into my feminine side. Okay. Um, because because homosexuality is is not really supported by my faith. We understand people deal with that. I didn't even and ask another. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's another one. This is another huge one. Uh, so we can get into that after. But if I were to tap into my feminine side, uh, answer as a woman. Okay, for this question, I think I would have to. Uh, What's your process here of getting into your feminine side? I think just imagine what every every teenage girl I knew in the church, this is the way they would answer it. Okay. Uh, I think you would have to, I think you would have to, uh, man, you'd have to marry Moroni for sure. So, so Moroni is like this mythological character. I mean, he was a real guy. We believe he's a real dude, but he's taken on mythological status as just a really dope guy. Okay. Like moses kind of. Sure. Yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Uh, so Moroni is like the man, the man. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think most, most teenage Mormon girls feel like they would love to marry Moroni. They would love to marry Moroni. I think you'd want to kiss Joseph Smith. I think that's mm-hmm. the answer there. And then kill Brigham Young. Brigham Young is a very problematic uh-huh. figure in Mormon history. He said some really weird stuff that at the time I'm sure made sense. But if you go back and look at a lot of his quotes and sayings now, does not age well, does not age well at all. Would you like to kill him before he said the things or after? How do you- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a great question. I mean, the other way to do it is you kiss Brigham Young and you kill Joseph Smith because he got martyred pretty young anyway. So I don't know. It's a tough question, but I think before, before Brigham Young uh, maybe said some of the more problematic things, but like I said, you know, it's, it's perhaps just an issue of hindsight or, or, you know, uh, cultural evolution that a lot of what he said doesn't really stack well now, but I don't know. But I think if I were pressed, that's the way I would go. You marry Moroni, you kiss Joseph Smith, and you kill Brigham Young. Oof, it's, uh, I might be struck down for even answering these <laughs> questions, Zach. But oh, I hope not. I hope they understand. <laughs> it was for the sake of entertainment. They exactly, right? That. Which is all forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that it? Is that all you got? Uh, let me, wait, I had another one, I think. Um, okay, okay, good. So, well, you said you guys are like the, you also, it's like a chosen thing. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like the Jews like we're we're chosen, but it's it's we're a lot we're we're not like knocking on people's doors. We kind of even make it harder to get in. <laughs> right, know? right, 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 for sure. But how do you um, if you do the converted become chosen? Were they always chosen and just need to be awoken or something? Yeah, I mean, we don't get into like chosen. Okay, so like there's the Jehovah's Witnesses kind of chosen status, which yeah. is like. The 140, this is my understanding as a total outsider to that faith. So if anybody is Jehovah's Witness listening, don't feel belittled. But this is the way I understand the faith, which is there's 144,000 based on uh, scripture and revelation that are saved. And that is who you want to be in the Jehovah's Witness faith is part of that chosen group. That's not 
at all uh, uh, a faith of uh, or a belief of my faith. And that's not what I mean by chosen at all. Uh, yeah. So, so as you are baptized into the, into the faith, you are chosen. So everybody's chosen. Everyone has the potential to be chosen. You are adopted into the house of Israel uh, through baptism, actually, in, okay. in the Latter-day Saint faith. So we're all Jews, really. We're all Jews, <laughs> which is the beautiful part of it. Uh, that's, like guy, that's like a guy trying to bring everyone together. <laughs> we're all Jews. Come on. We don't need to, all there's, no, there's no need to fight. There's no need to fight here. Uh, yeah, there's no two-state solution in heaven. Everybody's just one, one big happy family. Perfect. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what about um, well, do you, what's the like the thing you have had to do associated with Mormonism that like blows people's mind the most? Hmm. Like, if you tell them. Yeah, I mean, I think it, that one kind of depends on setting. There are two things. There's probably like the word of wisdom stuff. So like I've never done recreational drugs or or drank alcohol. So that usually throws people for a loop, especially in like the LA stand-up scene, right? People are like- What about, how, um, how is I that know possible? I've heard caffeine comes into that too. Have you uh, prescribed to that? So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's the short and long answer. The short answer is caffeine never has been part of the word of wisdom as like a forbidden mm -hmm. substance. Okay. But the long answer is that there are a lot of people in the faith who do consider caffeine to be addictive and therefore out of the, you know, part of the lexicon of things we cannot partake of, which is, I think, hogwash. I love Mountain Dew. <laughs> Okay. No, so, nice. definitely. Yeah, I mean, come on, nectar of the gods. That's what I say. Uh, so I've definitely partaken in caffeine, but not coffee, not tea. Oh. Um, yeah. So. And then what was the second thing that people are shocked by? The second thing that people are shocked by is the uh, celibacy before and you know monogamy or or fidelity after. So. Yeah, so I didn't lose my virginity till I was 24, you know, till till I was married. So that's becoming, although I don't know, people are less shocked when they get to know me. They're sort of like, yeah, that makes sense. Though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't miss out on much those seconds <laughs> before you're 24. I mean, when you're 15, you feel like the whole world's passing you by, you know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, because oh, well, we're all, well, you're, we're, how, what was the uh, percentage of people around you that were Mormon and not? Uh, Man, so I grew up in Orem, Utah. Uh, so like 94%, you know, very, very heavily Latter-day Saint. So when it was like the world was passing you by, is like stuff on TV, like shit on yeah. the grassy? Or, okay, yeah, mostly. yeah. Well, and you also deal with the same kind of feelings and temptations that everybody deals with when they're a teenager. It's just maybe not as, you know, I, I guess the one thing is there's this added cultural or societal pressure to stay true to your faith right um mm -hmm. but even that being said i mean i i know that there are there are friends of mine and people that i knew of who who messed up all the time you know like it happens right and uh but but yeah there is this added kind of societal pressure of you know you're out with a young lady you know she's mormon you're mormon it's like come on what are we doing here what are we doing here but you know, sometimes the animal instincts take over, apparently, and there's just nothing you can do about it at one point. Do you think your marriage uh, benefited? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think 
as a guy, and maybe this is one that you could answer for me, Zach. So as a guy, I feel like, and, and just the type of guy I am, I feel like I would be constantly, if I known, if I knew that my wife had been sleeping around before we got married and I, I mean, whether or not I had been, I would always be wanting to compare myself to everybody she'd been with before. And I would need to be the best in uh, every yeah. single category. And that's a lot of pressure, you know? And I feel like she would want the same sort of reassurance, you know, that she was the best that I've ever been with, you know? Yeah. And so in that respect, we don't have to deal with that because, yeah, yeah, the one and only. I think it's definitely uh... – I had that younger. You grow out of it, though. If you if you stay like kind of doing the bachelor thing and hooking up, it's yeah. like you can just you know it's just not that important as long as you as long as you two are having a good time and yeah. like you know then it's yeah. Uh, yeah I could care less about what someone else says. It's like I just want them like what you know I don't yeah like well are are you day. looking are you looking to get married at some point Zach are you yeah. wanting to settle down? Um, unfortunately, yeah, I yeah. Um, not, I don't know about when I, I'd like to be doing a little better than I am, you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, sure, which sure. I, you know, it seems yeah, yeah. a possibility, but I just, uh, I, I, yeah. I want, I, I'd like a couple kids and, yeah. uh, it seems like marriage is the best way to make that happen, but I, I'm not just going to marry somebody. I want, you know, I, I really do. I'm very, I'm not very picky. It's just, uh, you know, I want, I want to make sure I connect with someone for the, right reasons i'm looking for yeah a, fr- a friend you know someone i yeah enjoy, yeah, yeah. well know, i can appreciate that. that but i mean what you're telling me though is that when you find that 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 very special someone that friend that you want to be with forever that you're not going to be at all curious or bothered by her sometimes being like oh but dave dave really knew how to do x now i feel like i'm i feel like i'm doesn't if That's I'm not going to bother I, you? <laughs> no, I, I, if I'm being honest, I think I'm usually Dave in that situation. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, right. I, I don't like All saying right. it because I, like, don't – people don't ever <laughs> believe me because I, I, I got this whole, like, I don't sure. know, like whatever. But, no, sure. I'm, I'm a bit I'm – I just I communicate well, and I, I just uh, yeah. don't have too many hang-ups, and it's just uh, usually – a pretty good time and i was, and I, the <laughs> yeah. best thing the best thing for it was i started only sleeping with people i enjoyed being around before uh, and yeah after. sure and then it's like it's a lot because you know it's it's a lot harder to force that like i'm not it's a lot harder to uh to, oh boy you know, wait what are you yeah. doing yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot harder to develop chemistry sexually yeah. when you didn't have it kind of interpersonally so even if it's like we're only gonna hang out for an hour and it's just a hookup it's i'd, I'd like that hour to be enjoyable and that, i think that <laughs> right. really makes the uh you know makes it easier just to be comfortable and better yeah well this has been great uh life advice and relationship advice from zach stein the uh the dave of the loving world uh i love it i love it so much any other questions for me before we let you plug whatever no, you want to plug no i think you you uh you really answered it all i'm ready to be a mormon Beautiful. This is what we wanted all along, Zach. This is the whole point. Uh, send me, send me your address, and I'll send you two young gentlemen to, to your house. <laughs> it is Hollywood, but yeah, uh... yes, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you for joining me, Zach. Anything? What do you want to plug, man? Thanks what are you for having me? Yeah. Um, 
I got some. I, I I have some stuff in the tubes. That'll be uh, interesting, Good. but I just don't want to talk about them yet in case it doesn't happen. Fair enough. And it could be. It's going to be probably a month down the line or so. But uh, follow Sweet. like it'll be on there. Follow me on Instagram at hack underscore stein. And uh, you know, I try to be funny on there pretty often. And then once uh, once this stuff is being pumped out, you'll you'll be the first to hear about it. Yeah, baby, that's great. Uh, you got a YouTube channel yet or no? I do, but there's just not okay. really anything going on on it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I'll put your uh, handle for Instagram in the notes so people can follow you. And uh, sweet, you announce all your shows and stuff on Instagram, then I take it. Totally. Beautiful. Zach, I miss seeing you in real life so much. This is nice, though. I miss seeing great. you, too, in real life. Yeah, um, this is great. I, yeah, I bet it'll happen. I think so. Sooner, I hope, than later. Uh, we'll see. Maybe November fifth. I don't know. I don't know when results are coming in. November twenty yeah, right. eighth. Oh, man, it's gonna gosh. be. We'll see. It's gonna be crazy. It's, 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 yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's so much uh, up in the air right now. It's gonna be a weird uh, time. Hey. Yeah, yeah. But thank you, nonetheless. Thank you, Zach. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. You too.